Welcome, everybody, to the It's My Turn to Talk podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Ardonias. <clears throat> it's good to be back. I haven't done a pod. I think it might have been like three weeks before the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I've just been busy with some other stuff. I'm getting some schoolwork done and things like that. But uh, I'm going to have some more time because I now only have one class for the rest of the semester. So more time for you listeners to uh, get some good get some good topic or some good content. Sorry. I'm a little rusty, I guess, but today's episode is called What's Happening? What's happening in the NFL and the NBA right now? More specifically, the NFL franchise tag deadline. What the heck is going on with the Lakers lately? And I have to highlight a few other topics in the NBA that I think are important. So first I want to do the that March 7th. What is that? I think that might be... Next Tuesday? Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, it's the franchise tag deadline for the NFL offseason. Um, last year, eight players were tagged. Um, four would end up signing extensions. Um, the four other played kind of a prove-it year. Um, Jesse Bates from the Bengals. We had Dalton Schultz that went to Dallas. And then we had Orlando Brown Jr., from the Chiefs. Oh, actually, you know what? I think Mike Gesicki got franchise tagged too. All of them with kind of a prove it year. Um, I think most of those guys stood out, except maybe Mike Gesicki. Um, so I think they could be extended, and then uh, some will be tossed. I think I think I see Dallas getting rid of Schultz, sadly, but we'll see how that goes. But this is a big deal. Um, this year's franchise um, tag period because. It takes position right before next year. I believe it's next year. The salary cap for the team is $224 million. Doesn't that sound crazy? But I get kind of confused sometimes on the salary cap. Um, like when they say the salary cap goes up yearly, or not yearly, but it, when they say, oh, the salary cap's going up this year. Um, like is it for every team? Are they starting out the same? Or like is that the max salary cap you can have in, in the uh, – like within your organization, sometimes I get confused, but uh, um, I one day I'll be able to kind of get more details on that. Um, but this year, some of the big names that are in the mix for this, uh, you got Lamar Jackson, of course, you got Daniel Jones, you got Saquon Barkley, you got Josh Jacobs. Um, there's a few other guys. I think there might be Hopkins, maybe. There's a few other, but um, those first four or those first three that I mentioned are ones that are, I think, the most important. Um, let's start with Lamar Jackson. He's probably the biggest name. Uh, former MVP. He's going into year six. Um, in 2021, he exercised the fifth-year option. Uh, I think they paid him $21 million. Uh, When 2022 started, he turned down a con- uh, contract extension to prove, kind of put himself in a prove-it year and show that he's worth, worth more money. I think, from what I'm hearing, if he's franchise-tagged again, now it is about $40 million, um, and that would make it so no team can sign him for this year or next, and then Baltimore um, has to either give him a contract extension or another team has to match it. But um, I think if he didn't – or I'm sorry, if he didn't do the tag and they signed him for a 
you know, multi-year extension. I believe it could probably be up to about 42 to 43 million. Uh, I mean, how do I even say it? When Lamar Jackson is on, he's, you know, he's really good and he could be top maybe six or seven quarterback. I mean, he can run. His deep ball is still kind of inaccurate, but it's grown. It's definitely grown. Um, and I believe if he had another good wideout who could um, stretch the field, um, that could help a little bit more. But um, the only thing that's scary is that everybody's scared of mobile quarterbacks to get extensions. Um, they're like Jalen Hurts. That's going to be tricky. I know he's still going to get a lot of money, but people are scared of that one. You got Jackson. Um, Daniel Jones can run a little bit, and then especially Justin Fields when he's when his um, possible possible extension comes up in a few years. Um, but everyone's usually scared about mobile quarterbacks. I mean, it's understandable, right? They got an easier chance to get hurt and things like that, right? But I think that in a league like this, you got to pay to – how do I say it? Not pay to take risks. How do I say it? How do I say it? You just have to kind of pay to even be competitive. You got to empty out your – bank account to even have a chance you, you just do you gotta okay how about this you gotta pay to play i'll say it like that you gotta pay to play um and for some of these quarterbacks who are kind of questions to kind of you know have some problems and things like that you kind of don't have a choice man you you, you got to give them what they want you got to give them what's you got to give them an amount of money that's you know beneficial to your own to your organization but still um it's just it's it's kind of dumb in a sense um but i mean if let's say the ravens got rid of lamar jackson just somehow they lost him i mean are you gonna find another lamar jackson next year in the draft probably not um i mean it's just it's just what you have to do and lamar jackson is talented for sure but out of all the contract extensions talks or the negotiations that I've seen lately this one seems the most tricky because it's like dude do you even want to be in Baltimore anymore like you're in a perfect situation your division um you can still get into the wild card um the AFC is competitive yes but I mean with another wild card spot open you can still almost make it I mean they were still up for it last year you know um I mean I think if they added another wide out or even if they didn't I mean Baltimore can still be competitive, and what else do you want as a quarterback besides your money? You want to go be on a competitive team, right? Um, and do it. Like, stay, man. You can't. Where else are you going to go? The other, or the only other quarterback situation, or situations in the NFL that need quarterbacks, and like the teams that do, they're all like start over teams. You're not going to win with the Jets. You're not going to win with the Saints. You know what I'm saying? Like. Those are the mark. Those are the two cities that are been talked about a quarterback the most. Like, just stay in Baltimore and try to win, man. But you know, we'll see how that goes. But Lamar Jackson definitely has. Uh, he's got a hold on this next week or so. It's it's gonna be good. But another signal caller that I think is worth mentioning is Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. Um, he's heading into year five already. Or I'm sorry, is it four or five? I get confused because his first few years he was, you know, wasn't very good at all. So I kind of it kind of gets gets confusing. But I think this is year five. Um, he really improved, thankfully to uh, Brian Dable, the coach of the year. 
Um, he can make plays. I think, honestly, he shows that he can be a leader. Um, I mean, and have this team win games because besides Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, who the heck, like, what skill players do they have? This is just on offense. Like, they have no receivers. You have Sterling Shepard, who's always hurt. You have Darius Slayton, that's okay. You have Kenny Galladay, who, like, doesn't even want to play football. And then who else? Who else do you got? You got you got a couple, like, role player type wide receivers. Man, I, I can't even name them. But, like, you don't you don't really have a lot to work with. I mean, the defense is okay. But um, Daniel Jones is, and Saquon are very much to credit for how good of a season they had. Um and Daniel Jones, I, I, I'm sorry, the Giants, they definitely want both of them back, Saquon and Jones, but it kind of sucks that they picked up Saquon's tag last year because it, even though him and Daniel Jones weren't selected in the same draft, it made it so they have to both have contract negotiations on the same year, which kind of sucks, you know, because you got to pick one. You do, but you don't. Um, only one of them, uh, how do I say it? I think if you sign or yeah, if you sign Daniel Jones to a long contract, um, you could uh, you kind of you could still I I not both of them can be tagged. I know I know that for sure. But I think if you give uh, if you try to tag Daniel Jones again, or I'm sorry, if you try to give Daniel Jones a contract extension the tag for Saquon probably won't be high enough for him to want to stay. So, I mean, I think you should tag Barkley one more time, pay Daniel Jones, or no, 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 no. I'm getting ahead of myself. I think you should tag Daniel Jones because he hasn't been tagged yet um, and sign Saquon Barkley because obviously he's only going to take, he's only going to take, um, He's only going to take a certain amount of cap space, right? He's only going to like he's only going to take that much, so to speak, cuz the he's only going to get paid if he signs a contract extension, he's probably going to get what? 16. Sorry for the pause. I had to look at the, these numbers. I had to make sure I'm getting them right. Um so if you want to pay 16 now, it's only 16 million towards your cap space, and then next year have to deal with the 30 plus that you want to pay down to Jones. You know, do it that way. I think that's the only way you, the Giants can stay competitive. Honestly, um, I think I think I don't think they even have a choice. Okay, next you have Josh Jacobs. Um, he is he really killed it last year. He ended with over 1,600 total yards, 13 touchdowns, and he was the bright spot in Josh McDaniel's season. Um, Devontae Adams was too, but, I mean, Josh Jacobs was one who kind of, like, proved, like, oh, yeah, I'm a star. You knew Devontae Adams was going to ball out and things like that, but Josh Jacobs, everyone was kind of down on him for a while and things like that, um, but he, he, he really showed up. Oh, he was a rushing champion. He won the rushing title. Um, 97 and a half yards per game. He really, I took over this dynasty league that a buddy of mine, um, a buddy of mine, uh, let me jump in on, I guess, cause there was someone who quit, 
Um, and Josh Jacobs, I had Jacobs and Barkley, but man, he really took me far in my league. But that's beside the point. But for that, I became a Josh Jacobs fan. <laughs> um, the Raiders are saving $30 million by letting Derek Carr walk uh, towards the cap. And, I mean, shoot, you can you can use that for, you know, it, it's going to benefit you and stuff like that. But um, so, again, they could tag the fifth year for about $10 million Josh Jacobs would get, um, which would be a steal. Um, but if they re-sign him, it's going to cost them maybe – 12 to 13 million. You know what? Probably 14 because um, I don't know if he really wants to be there. It kind of might have to be a bribe because the uh, Christian McCaffrey, he makes the most, and that's 16. And then you have Kamara, Zeke, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, who all make under just under 14. Um, but, I mean, with Josh, what Josh Jacobs did this year, he, he's in the talks with those guys in terms of what he's worth. Um, so I think – but. Be, Above else, the Raiders really need to figure out what to do with Josh Jacobs over finding a quarterback because worst-case scenario, they got a high pick in the draft and without trading for Rodgers or trading for this guy, or I'm sorry, signing this guy. Just are you really going to be that much more competitive next year? Probably not. Your defense is still worse than – like it's one of the worst in the league. Um, so you might as well just start from the draft. You got Will Levis, um, that will still be there on the board when it's your time to draft. Um, or even if CJ Stroud drops, which I don't think he will, but you still got a chance to get a quarterback. So just do that. Or even, I bet you, you'll have to choose from Will Levis or Anthony Richardson for sure. So just, I mean, just wait for the draft and sign, sign Jacobs. It's in the Raiders best interest to do that. So I really hope they do. Um, do I like the Raiders? Heck no, but um, I respect Josh Jacobs. I respect Devontae Adams. I'm a semi-fan of Josh McDaniels, and, you know, I have some family members who are Raiders fans, um, and so I guess there's a tiny part in my heart that's like, fine, you know, let them do good for a little while because, shoot, if I'm sad to be a Cowboys fan, imagine how it is to be a Raiders fan. Sheesh, they're bad, but... um, other than, you know, they just, they got to do what's best for the organization, and, and I think that's it. Um, but the the hardest part about all this is I think Josh Jacobs is like, out of all the names I mentioned, one of the people that doesn't even like to be there in Las Vegas. So um, we'll see how that goes. That's going to be, that's going to be tricky. So that's it for the NFL. Let's uh, step aside to the NBA and more specifically the Los Angeles Lakers. Are they on the come up? They currently sit at 29 and 32. Um, in their last uh, 10, yeah, their last 10 games, they're six and four. They've won three games in a row, um, and they're coming on at the right time. I mean, they only need—they're only two spots away from the play-in. Um, and in the play-in right now, it's the Warriors, Jazz, Minnesota, and Pelicans. And the Lakers can beat those guys um, in a seven-game series. I think they can beat every one of those teams except maybe the Warriors. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Lakers fan by any means, but let realistically, the playoffs are better, you know, with the Lakers in it. It's just, it sounds better when the Lakers are in the playoffs, you know, it's just, it's just how it is. Um, what else is, what is also interesting is that seeds four through 13, um, looking at the numbers, they're only separated by five and a half games. That's crazy. That's so close. 
you have eight seeded or eight different teams that are within you know that close of each other. That's crazy. Um, and then there's sadly there's a big drop. Like after the Lakers, it's OKC um, at seed. Um, 13 and then it drops 14 games to the Spurs at uh 14 and 47. That's such a crazy drop, but whatever. We'll we'll get to that in a second. Um but I think honestly like if after watching the Lakers a few times, you know, the Lakers are always on TV and I watch a lot of basketball, so um you know, I watch a good amount of Lakers games and I think LA is better when Anthony Davis and LeBron James are off. More so if a point guard or any guard is to blame, like in this aspect, it was uh, Russell Westbrook. Um, above any other, how do I say it? How do I say it? Role pieces that are around the Lakers outside of LeBron James and AD, they really go as those two guys go. Like, I mean, you can't really blame anybody else outside of those two guys. Not that you have to blame them, but I'm saying. When they're on, your team's on. It's not anybody else's fault for their downfall. Yeah, I mean Russell Westbrook clogged the clogged the uh, clogged the. How do I say it? I don't know. Just made it hard for their offense to flow. But I mean, it's really because those two guys are on that they're even competitive. So I think everybody kind of got caught up and has been blaming everybody outside of LeBron James and Anthony Davis for like the last few years. I know Anthony Davis got some shade, but um, like not as much as um, like the outside guys for the last few years. So I think um, with them coming on right now, it's perfect for the Lakers. And, you know, I guess it would be nice to see them compete, you know, definitely knock out the freaking Grizzlies. If the Lakers made the playoffs, I want them to knock off the Grizzlies. I'm tired of the Grizzlies, man. And they haven't even won a championship or been that competitive, but they're so annoying. And they, uh, I think a lot of people don't like them. Besides John Morant, sure. I think a lot of people don't like the Grizzlies. And it's like, guys, you guys are bugging out and you haven't even done anything. But whatever, that's besides the point. Um, did you guys see Damian Lillard's night last night? 71 points. Like, he, he totally balled out um, in Portland. Like, imagine being at that game, though. Dang, I bet you that was – I bet you that would have been so fun to be at with him balling out. Um, yeah, I, I bet you that would have been crazy. I had a buddy of mine, he uh, – or one of my old bosses, he um, he went to the game, and supposedly he was sitting in a suite. I mean, I don't know if I can believe him. He's kind of – he kind of – you can't believe him sometimes. He over-exaggerates, but uh, – yeah, no, it was it was a crazy game. I caught some of the highlights. Um, but he was 22 for 38 mm, shots. He finished with 71 points. Only six assists, six rebounds. Um, he made 13 three-pointers. He was 100% from the free throw line. Um, I think he was aggressive. Um, there were shots where he drained it from nearly half court. He freaking uh, slammed it home a number of times, like way hard, and he just uh, took over the game. And I think a lot of people, they don't necessarily look over Lillard, but I think like they don't give him tons of respect. And I know with Damian Lillard and even the Blazers in general, the thing about those two is that like 
everybody has always said, oh, you don't give Lillard enough credit and stuff like that. But it's just like there's just so many good point guards in the in the league. It's just a really guard heavy league, um, and that sometimes he just gets he doesn't get um, you know he doesn't get credit for stuff like that. Um, but he still balls out nonetheless. And watching him do a seventy one point game that that was that was crazy. Um, and they scored a lot of points. No, that that was good. Oh my goodness! Speaking of a lot of points, did you guys also see about see? I I I forgot I had to. Um, I think I tweeted about this, but I was like, dang, I should do a podcast like that. But I was I was pretty busy. Um, the Clippers and the Kings early last week scoring like 170 points, ridiculous. Like any defense? Oh my goodness, that was that was like. So bad. I mean, the Kings are on the come up, and the Clippers are the Clippers. Um, you always kind of have weird things about the Clippers, but like, oh my goodness, that was that was wild. I think, what was it? Second overtime. Um, I like the Kings though. Fox, Monk, Sabonis, th- they got some dogs on their team for sure. But uh, I'm like, dude, that that is way too many points. I I could not watch that. Honestly, I miss the games where. Do I miss the 75-74 games like when the Spurs beat the uh, Pistons and stuff like that? Maybe not that, but 90-95 to 95 games, I mean, I'll take those. Like even not long ago, like when Kobe was still playing the Celtics, things like that. I think even when uh, – I think when the Heat started balling out and OKC started balling out, then the points started to go less and stuff like that. But um, – yeah, like 90, 95 games, th- those used to be what the Lakers and Celtics used to always have. Sometimes they even scored like 70 in the finals, but those were like so much better. There was defense. Like it gets so boring just like turning your head back and forth, back and forth. Like when you're watching a game, um, like, shoot, I bet you it's even worse when you're at the game. You're just like moving your head side to side, um, seeing everybody score and like just no, no, you know, uh, just no resistance in terms of when the other person's trying to score. It was so much. I was looking at the numbers after I did this. They attempted combined like almost like over 93s because I, you know what? I'm going to look at them right now. Screw it because I got to put these numbers right here. So the Kings were 18 of 41 from the three-point line. Um, The Clippers were 26 of 45. That sounds crazy, man. That's like so much. Almost 90. Yeah, almost 90, uh, it was 86, 86, 86 three-pointers attempted. That would get so boring to watch, man. Um, what was another one? Oh, yeah, turnovers. The Clippers had 26 turnovers, man. That's crazy. Um, let's see, which, which, some more of these are crazy. Fouls, there was almost 50. Like, it was just, it's just getting too much, man. Like, scoring's fun to do, but. When a team is scoring over forty per quarter, like oh my god, it gets old, man. It, it just it gets it gets really old. Um, yeah, it just ugh. I don't I don't know I don't know. Maybe it's like that's hard to kind of jump on board because, you know, I'm gonna get to this in a second. But my Spurs aren't much right now, so I don't really I can't even really get excited in general. But dude, that is way too many points. But uh, 
I I don't even see it getting better, honestly. Even the top defensive teams in the league, they still get points scored on them because, you know, like even ticky tacky fouls will like change the change the state of the game and stuff. It's 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 just it's crazy. Um, speaking of the dang Spurs, like oh my goodness, like. What are they? Forty? Yeah, I said it earlier. They're forty and forty-seven. Um, they've lost the last sixteen games. Tanking for Wemby, like, cool, awesome. But like, seeing them tank, oh my gosh, it's hard, man. I'm like, dude, come on. Like, I didn't even get the NBA team pass this year. I was going to renew it, and I, I watched a few games while it was still because I I paid per month, and I think I paid for or like. I didn't pay for the first month, but, like, my subscription ran out after having already watched, like, 10 games of the first month, you know, because it just ran into that next month. Um, It was cool, but I'm like, I'm not renewing this because it it is so bad. They traded away so many people, man. Like you saw DeRozan, Derek White, DeJounte Murray. Um, They got rid of Landell, Eubanks. Uh, Who else did they get rid of? Lonnie Walker. Uh, Pirtle, like, dude, they got rid of everybody, man. Like, they were such a cool group to watch. Like, last year, when with Murray's All-Star season, it was so fun to watch them. Like, their camaraderie was great. Everybody was moving. Like, it was so fun to watch, man. And, like, it's just so, like, yeah, there's some bright spots. Like, I know, Vas- you know, Devin Vassell is, like, growing. And, like, Keldon Johnson, I think he's a little overrated, but whatever. Um, and, you know, the younger guys, like – I think it's Malachi. I still don't know how to – MB. I'll just say he's MB. <laughs> and then Jeremy Sohan looks uber athletic, man. He, he's 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 fun to watch. But um, just making too many young guy mistakes gets so old. You think it gets old seeing team score 170. Try, try to watch these young guys make as many mistakes as they do. Like, my goodness, man. It just it, – it gets old. And I think it's even old for a pop. I've, I saw like the last few inter- interviews, um, he's kind of stated the same thing. Like, like um, he's tired of these guys making the same rookie mistakes. He, oh, he, he was like, I'm tired of telling you guys the same story. Um, and, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't blame him. I, I'd get tired of that. Imagine going from like very fundamental, crisp, clean coaching or being able to watch your team kind of like work together. Then years later, see like all this, like just like young, immature basketball. It's like, it's way hard. He needs to retire anyway. This is not a good way to go out, but, um, and I, I don't even, I don't even know if tanking for Wemby's worth it. He hasn't had as good of a year overseas as he did last year. Um, overall he can score. Um, he could shoot, he has some post moves, but man, he, he like, he's seven foot. He's over seven foot. And he, I don't even know if he weighs like 200 something pounds. I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. Let's see. How much does he weigh? I, I, I got to see this. I'm looking it up right now. 230 pounds, man. And he's over seven feet. Like, come on. And his, his arms are like so skinny. There was even a highlight the other day of him getting bodied by somebody overseas. Like, he just got bullied, man, and he's going to get bullied coming to the NBA. Like, I know skinny is the new norm, but not that skinny, man. This guy's got 
Twix candy bar arms. And it's just like, oh my goodness, come on. Um, and I don't, I know tanking's a thing, but seeing them do this was, oh man, that's hard. It's, I like Scoot, and, Scoot Henderson. Um, he'd be good if they don't land the first pick. I heard he's go. or I see a lot of mock drafts of him going two or three. Um, now he, he's athletic. He's like a young Russell Westbrook. Um, and he can take Trey Jones' spot or learn behind Trey Jones and stuff like that. Um, so he'd be a good addition, but. And I think they got two picks next year, or two picks in this year's draft. They got that one, and then they have a top top 16 protected. If, in fact, the Hornets finish in the top 16, um, worst. Uh, if not, it turns into a second rounder, which sucks. But um, ugh, uh, it's it's hard, man. It's, it's hard watching them. But that's what I got for you today, guys. NFL franchise tag. The Lakers might be coming on at the right time. You got Lillard balling out, and you got the Spurs looking like a Nampa Rec Center team. It's it's bad. Uh, but that's all I got for you guys. Um, this is your favorite podcast, the It's My Turn to Talk podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Ardonias. I'll get back to you guys soon. Like I said, I got some more time, so I'm going to be giving you guys some more content. content. Share my stuff. Tell people. Have everybody listen because I got some good stuff in it's going to be a bright future for the It's My Turn to Talk podcast. You know what? I need to start getting like some shirts or hats or something. That's what I need to get on. Maybe design a, design a new logo. But we'll see what the future holds. Um, until now, I'm your host, Desmond Ardonius, one more time. Uh, I'm out.